G'day, partners. Welcome to the Mailbag, previewing a really big meeting at Caulfield. Uh, we're going to kick off the show. We've got the man, the myth, the wish on board. But firstly, Jonathan, welcome, Snowy. How are you, Snow? Very well, yourself? Good, man. You've been Good. on the phone. You've got the, the hot oil for the punter at home, yeah, from the Caulfield Trainers Hut? Yes. Right, partners. Get your pens out. What do we got? Um, first of all, race two, number 11, Express Pass. It was a first up winner last start, and I spoke to Nick this morning. The horse is trained on. Obviously, it will get back, but he said it will be flying home. Windstorm was the obvious danger, but um, Express Pass did have a tick over jump out last week. Went well, and Nick said its work's been super, so he was pretty keen of its chances in race two. Okay. What else we got? Uh, obviously, for Clint McDonald Yard, race three, Benetoit, she's first up. He thought at $6 she was a good place chance um, for the place. And then Diamond Effort race six. The horse has come back very well, but obviously drawing barrier 15 is a concern. So he was more of an each-way play with her. You get anything from Mick, Mick Price for the punters? What was that, sorry? Anything from Mick Price for the punters? Uh, we had three in the McNeil stakes, and he pretty much just said they've all come back well. Pretty much just come down to luck in run. So he didn't really have nothing too much to say. He said a lot of his good chances are drew poor barriers. But there was another one from Nick Ryan's stable, Sacconi. He said this horse is trained on from last start. It finished second in the PB Lawrence. Out in trip. And he just said he'll be on speed, give a good kick at the turn. And out of all his runners for the weekend, Sacconi was by far his best chance. Very nice. Anything from uh, up north, the Lee Stable? You've got a little man in there, don't you? Um, Mugger 2, race 8, number 3. That was the best bet of the weekend. It won well last start. Out to 1,900 metres. They thought it should be winning. And also in the last Wonder Bar, we did back this horse first up. It won well. It's trained on as well, and they're very keen on its chances. So they're in the last two races at Rose Hill on Saturday. Beautiful work. Jonathan, any more questions? The man. No, I was going to say, just let the boys know. Um, yeah, Benetite is shopping six dollars the place, not the win. So it's yeah, it's, it's big odds each way. Yeah, well, that's what he thought. She could fill a hole, and at six dollars the place, he did think that she was worth a place bet. She was a bit yeah. unlucky, Brett. We did have a good go at her a few times. <laughs> oh, we we backed her at Rose Hill somewhere in the rain, fifties like, <laughs> in a tens, and it looked yeah, like it was going to win on the corner. It was a big, big go that day. So. Yeah, but she has come back well, so six dollars the place there. Oh, Beautiful need, work. Here's a question for you. Who do you reckon Mick Price's pick of the jockeys would be if we're going through? Who would have got first first shot at these fresh three year olds in race seven? Well Ollie? you would think Oliver's the main man, yeah. Yeah, right. And he's got it, but he's got to ride for Danny O'Brien because he's that fly, they reckon that flying award's pretty smart, but we're going to get to that race later, Jonathan. But yeah, no, it's just just an interesting. Had a quick flick through because I can't make head, head nor tail until until we find out a bit more info in race seven. So all good. right, well maybe next week, Snowy, you can ask Mick Price. Like, give us his power rankings for riders. What right top up. three or four? Yep. I'll get back to you with that, Jake. <laughs> right, beautiful, beautiful work, Snowy. We're <laughs> going to kick on now with the quaddy legs. Righto, we head to race six, which is over the 1,100 metres. Up comes the uh, speed map and a little synth hold, courtesy of Pistol Pete Anfinus, our man. 
Uh, Superstorm Pistol, thoughts? Uh, it's priced on his obviously untapped ability, but 1100 is a bit of an unknown for him. I, you know, if it's 1400, 1600, sure, yeah, you know, makes sense. But I don't think he'll be ready tuned up first up over 1100, will he? I wouldn't have a clue. I was just going to ask you, then maybe ask Gareth if I had to. <laughs> the two boys with the Western Australian connections. No, I, I found others at, at a price. I was, it was good to hear the uh, the push from Clint McDonald's yard to Diamond Effort. I mean, that horse is just hooning and, and loves 1,100 metres and, and Caulfield. So, you know, if Benny Mellon slots it in somewhere, and even if he doesn't, to be honest, I wouldn't be too disappointed. Um, as long as it's not last, that's probably the main thing. I thought it had really strong claims. I thought Crystal Dreamer had claims. I think if they're making ground, you have to have something small and profit's thumb at uh, at the huge price. But for me, it's uh, Diamond Effort, the the one to build book around here. Jonathan, before we kick off here, uh, we've had a question from Alistair. Uh, speaking about race six, 10 of the top 11 in the market are first up. Great against the only outlier there. Um, how much... Like weight, do we get to horses' peak figures, a trial report, or the, the, the trials we've watched, the first up record? What sort of factors do you and you, Peter, like value when you're looking at these horses fresh? More than first off, the trial. The trial takes precedence. Like, if, whatever, if they trial well, you know they're ready and uh, they're fit and ready to go. And unfortunately, <coughs> we can't make use of uh, both your fellas' uh, expertise. Being on course and looking at them in the yard to tell how fit they are. But for me, prior to going to the races, the trial takes precedence over any of the other bits and yeah, pieces. I'd say that the, the peak sort of figure that we'll talk about is what we know that horse is capable of. Uh, I wouldn't pay any attention to the actual first up or second up record. Um, I, I think that's too easily available and sort of it's no edge there. I love watching the trials and, and seeing, like Jonathan has said, which one's forward. But, yeah, unfortunately, what the main angle we'd have would be we, we've got a, a clear picture of what the horse is capable of, but then we can go and look at them in the yard and see how, how close we think to peak fitness they are and then how close that would mean they can get to that peak figure. You can back them off the trial, though. The trial's good. You can, it's always yeah. worth taking a gamble if the, if the odds are there. So, Pistol, anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, the, the one thing I would clarify about first up, second up records is I often look for a figure first up or second up as opposed to what it says in the form guide, so to speak. So I guess I try and take a slightly different bent with that, but that's all using huntingform.com.au's sectional all-average benchmarks. Jonathan, Jonathan, have you got a thought here, race six? Yeah, I heard a whisper. I heard a whisper. Look at everyone just, West, just leans in there. The Western District. Uncle Lindsay apparently told some people that Great Again would just be winning last start at Mooney Valley, I believe, and they cancelled the races. So you'd reckon with Caulfield being Caulfield, we didn't touch on this. I know the rail's back in the true, but the the track will probably will probably that's a bad way to put it. That's that's the wishy from the early doors. The track would be suited. If, if you were mapping out a race for a jockey, you'd say, please make sure you're rolling on the corner and close to the lead. And that's where great, again, will be. And at about $10, it's not a bad little... If Lindsay said it's fit, it's the only horse that's not first up. Got beaten by Home of the Brave, which Home of the Brave would be in this race, you know, one way or another. Absolutely. So I, think it's, 
Yeah, the ten dollars is uh, not a bad price. The horse on the way up is Banquo. Uh, you know, draws draws nicely. D Oliver aboard, and um, both these horses should be suited. Well, great again. The softer the softer track suits, and I think uh, Banquo would be suited by a softish track too, or like you know, soft five, soft six. So they're the two at odds that I've thought um, I could have something on. I, I agree. We re great again. It's the race fit horse here. Uh, Twelve hundred meters, probably what it wants, and it probably wants a bit more rain than we're getting. But yeah, gonna make its own luck. Uh, pro, I love barrier twelves, not say like barrier sort of four inside. It's just crossover as it wants. Sometimes being wide, eleven hundred meters of Caulfield's not a bad thing uh, as long as you're forward. Uh, yeah, I, I think we get a fair enough price to risk here, but. Likely this horse will get too far back. But number 10, Rock Profit, at $41 is huge odds. This horse is flying, uh, often ridden <laughs> too cold. But if he pings the lids and sort of sits midfield here, three wide cover, I reckon he runs a hole and could well win. That's number 10, Rock Profit, in race six. Race seven, the McNeil Stakes. There's the synth hold. Up comes the market. Jonathan, uh, thoughts here. Have you got any mail out of the uh, Busted and Young camp? No, not not especially. Look, I you know my thoughts on mail most of the time. Apart from what I just said before, there's whispers. I just like doing my own form, and betting off betting off my read seems to work better better than uh, copping tips. Yeah, unless they're from the mailbag.com.au, obviously, Jonathan. Yeah, but we they're not formatted. They're not formatted off uh, hearsay. Yeah, you know they're facts and figures, driven edge. But um, if I going. This just probably goes against the grain of what you um, you said last week when I sort of said our oh, rulership was over the odds and should be winning. It hemorrhaged and ran midfield. But um, <laughs> Tagalala um, draws well. Has has the runs on the board being a group winner. It was it was the obvious pick. Um, and I asked Snowy those questions early because Craig Hewitt used to ride for Nick Price all the time like 10 years ago, and, uh, you know, it'd be Craig Newitt taking Nick Price first starter up the bush, and it'd be $3 into $1.50 and win with a leg in the air. So I thought Immortal Love drew well and will be on pace as well, but you'd love to know what's going on. You know, which, which horse Nick Price really thinks will will win out of them. Reading between the lines, maybe national choice. They like as a horse, but from Barrier 14, it puts it in a more difficult position, but... You know, I'm not really keen on this race on Thursday afternoon, but from what I can see, yeah, Tagaloa and um, Immortal Love were the ones that sort of just briefly briefly looked a chance to me. Yeah, I think it's a big call to get rid of Tagaloa, but I, I, I kind of want to because I want to bet into the race. It could well just come out, and if it's improved, just kill him. But there was a lot of merit to what our Playboy did the other day. Uh I think it's probably a little bit under the odds, but it was a very nice win. Flying Award, if it gets out past $10 and they've shown that they can sort of run on a little bit from barrier six, you'd expect Ollie gives his horse every possible. Um, I, I want to I stick with ranting, though. Horse 11, ranting, you can get double figures. I think if you're an each-way punter, this is a really nice bet. Dwayne will cross from 10. He'll go quicker than he went last start, which will suit this horse. I just think it's a wrong price. It, it SP'd $6 last start and 
was ridden way too cold and it suited the swooper and it's still stuck on. It killed rulership. Uh, I think this horse is one worth following. One of the ones that sort of hasn't yet shown its true ability in a race where there's a lot that have. So yeah, I'm keen to go 11 ranting each way. But big watch number seven flying award. Peter, anything there in race seven? Yeah, this is a great race for us in a sense because surely Tagaloa we get to see with a jockey off on .com. It's by far and away got the best form in this race. Like well, it, you'd hope so. It's, it's horse number one, but if it is late to the yard, then we won't yeah, see it. That'll be it'll be a travesty. It's clearly got the best form. I wouldn't be surprised if this horse goes off. It, that Farnan form has got links on the vast majority of this field, and if that horse has returned in any sort of fitness first up, yeah, one hand shove for me. Beautiful. Oh. Well, I think I, I've, I'm kind of. I think we're all sort of thinking the same thing. That's why, like, ranting each way on pace. Yeah. If if it does get killed by Targalow, I'm confident it can still run second and third. This is such a yard race. Like, it's so oh, disappointing. It's a yard day. It's field, a yard it's day. just like you sort of like. And they're big fields, so races not come just won't show enough of it. It's spewing. Confident. Race eight, boys. The heavily stakes. The Betfair heavily stakes. Jonathan. Have you got a lead here? Any sort of angle for the punter at home? Yeah, look, this this is a, one of those real early season. You've got the distance horses coming back that have ability, which may be unsuited. Um, yeah, Ciccone obviously sits on pace. Um, I, I'm not sort of weird at the price. It's been up for a long time. It is. Ciccone is possibly my favourite horse of all time. <laughs> Every, more, every more time he comes on, that's on. He talks about how much he's yeah. won. <laughs> I've won more money off this horse than any other horse in the history of punting <laughs> for me. But I couldn't. I'm not with it uh, at the moment. I. Look, it is short, look, isn't it? Like they've they've not no, they've not like tempted you to have another go here, have they? No, but um, what, track pattern pending. Mantastic is massive odds. It, it could be 100 to 1 on the day bet fair. Regardless of track pattern, I'll have something on Mantastic at, at absolutely monstrous odds. Uh, real query, Constantinople, because it's been gelded. Like, they can just, just improve. Yeah, you take, you take someone's balls and they're really under pressure, so you never know what, how much it could improve. Considering it was favoured in the Melbourne Cup, I it, it, don't know what we're going to get from Constantinople, which is a real query. Look, Think would you? It, it, hopefully, it leads again like it did last start and playing oh, seal. Yeah, like playing seal and think would you get the runs of the race? I reckon uh, through Caulfield uh, track pattern, fantastic owners, Constantinople, big query. There's queries everywhere. Doctor Drills, look, it, it's a race full of queries. Once again, it's early season. A lot of these horses will be aimed at um, you know group races going forward. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. Um, I'm tipping you'll find Shandy, Dicko, one of yours. I wanted to find Shandy. Done nothing wrong this prep. Been very good for us. Um, really, really well, kept us afloat on a couple of days. Um, <laughs> I love this horse. It's flying. But 850 versus these and being backed too. Like, I just think it's a bit short. Well, I think the the play here, if you want to bet now, is number 13, Exasperate. If you look back through it, um, let me just get it up so I don't... 
I think it was really, really good first up. It couldn't do much more than it did. The first two in run were the first two home. It, it stuck on really well. It, it was very, very soft embedding, like no intent. But it's a, it's a concern that the rider, concern the gate. But I just think if you're yeah, a small each-way punter watching this and you don't want to get stuck into something like a, like a Sir Coney or a Shandy to get a big result, you just want to spec something each way, I, I reckon his aspirator run a good race. If he can ping and just show some intent and sort of be no worse than three back the fence, could be could be a lot worse options here. I think it's a really tricky race. Peter? Yeah, no real angles here. I sort of found Gamekeeper, uh, Shandy, you know, both of those two, and then Plain Seal. So I've just found Market there, and I'm not really that keen to get involved. Um, I think Luke Curry jumping back on to some of these McAvoy horses, it might take a few sort of weeks to get back into it, but I think come um, later in spring, that's going to be a real big sort of weapon, that jock and stable combo. Yep. Race nine, boys, the Memsey Stakes. Uh, there comes the market and the speed map. Good race. Well, Peter, do you want to kick us off with your review and now preview of these Westies best ponies, please? Yeah, well, look, I can't exactly have Arcadia Queen that short, given that it'll be right back in the field, you'd think, from 13. I mean, the horse does have tactical speed, but with D-Lane and 13, I think he'll be probably taking her back towards second, third, last. And with that in mind, I think there's a couple of horses here that have that peak track and distance figure um, that just weren't suited first up or second oh, up as the case would be. And I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna, you're gonna do a complete 180 here, and now take what I want to tip. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna back. So I want to put a, I'll have a position on Be Good to Your Mother and Streets of Avalon. Both of them rolling up front should be some genuine speed here, and then I, I'll save on Sosi Bon because if Sosi Bon oh. wins, it will cause one of the great scenes of all time with Jack Dickens going off his. Off his rucker. Um, nah, so I won't be with it. Won't be with Sosie Bond. Um, it's awful track and trip stats. Yeah. Re- Regal, Regal Power is the one for me. I, I would rather be of Regal Power than, than Arcadia Queen at the current prices. And I, I think if there's going to be one horse that's making genuine ground late, it will be it. But uh, yeah, want to have a position on Be Good to Your Mother and Streets of Avalon on risk, but you're getting a price to find out. I, I think there's a big case for um, Be Good to Your Mother if it's on pace. Wasn't suited, went too slow, could really improve here. Cascadian was the run of the race for me out of that other race. If they're running on, it's got you got to be with it. Arcadia Queen was enormous last start, enormous. But from 13, I think they're going to end up sneaking to near last. And even if they are running on, it's, it's got enough speed to be midfield, so they're going to lose half of, like, three lengths for no real gain. I, I think... I'll never, I don't reckon I've ever tipped this thing and I've laid it heaps and often at one. But I just think Mystic Journey is a huge value here. It's going to get the absolute run of race. It, it froths upon the 400 metres at Caulfield. It loves it. Real sick for it. Naughty, naughty girl, 400 metres at Caulfield. I think the run was full of merit first up. Uh, like you said, good tempo. The faster they go, the better. Billy Egan, big opportunity. Big, big opportunity. I think Mystic Journey is a great bet each way. Or if you want to stack stack your sort of book, I, I'd be backing it, backing not losing Cascadian. I think Streets Avalon can improve. It was was not ridden properly last start. And um, that'd be, it may be be good to your mother, track play, like track pattern pending. But Mystic Journey for me. Yeah, I, I'm against... I'm not... Sort of with, I found Be Good to Your Mother because it clearly maps well. 
at the price, but there's some real queries there still. Um, the horse I found at Overs uh, would be Mr. Quickie. It's got a great first up record. It'll be storming home. Just depends on the wear on the track and if they can run on. But if they can run on, it's it's going to be 20, 30, 40, 50 to 1 or whatever it is. You have to have something on it. Um, no one's even spoken about Behemoth. It, it was no, a very good win in Adelaide. Because, because we talked about it before the show and we said you're going to talk about Behemoth. So now you're here, yeah? Yeah, so Behemoth. <laughs> C. Williams. Um, team panel to C. Williams would have to put a couple of lengths on it, wouldn't it? It was, it, it was absolutely blessed in run last start. This is the race where Kayla Crowther got shoved out the back of the surf there on more than exceed. Yeah, but more than exceed. But it won well with a bit in hand. Um, you suited to 1,400. I can see why it's well in the market. Uh, what about uh, Glenn Fittick and uh, Gadding, the two Moody runners? What, P. Moody back in town getting ready for spring. Uh, there's been some money for Gadding. 61's into, um, <laughs> yeah. Into 41s, back out to 51s, I'm seeing here. Uh, yeah, some, just some queries. And, yeah, Glenn Fittick being a, like an early season three-year-old cult. Moody wouldn't, Moody's a good enough trainer that he wouldn't throw this horse in the deep end if it didn't have some ability. So, um, look, I'd definitely be having something on Mr. Quickie and then query those other four runners that I mentioned, which is Behemoth, not query. Could have something on, depending on, Depending on the day, Behemoth, be good to your mother, Glenn Fittick and Gaddy. How would he know how much ability ability it's got just by clocking it at track work? Because there's no way he's sitting on it. Oh, is there? Did would you... he ride him? I don't know. There was that bloke in Adelaide that used to ride his horse for 100 kilos and run in the Adelaide, ran in the Adelaide Cup he used to talk about. But really? I don't... Yeah. Well, I, I reckon that'd be fascinating for people listening. Like, lots of trainers do ride the track work to know when they're right. We did a lot of it. Wood Moody? I don't know. With a dart. But you got to, Moody's, Moody's a group one trainer. You take away, um, like Caviar, he's still a group one trainer before that. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. 50 and a half kilo. Weight doesn't really phase me that much over the sort of sprint journeys. But uh, in respect to Peter Moody, you wouldn't think he'd enter this first up to give it a heartbreak. Oh, I agree. You know, I found it really hard to map. Well, with no no weight, maybe they try and be pretty positive. It gets a perfect on it on its previous run. It gets a perfect perfect map, doesn't it? Oh, I sort of got it in no man's land a bit, and that that's yeah. why I was happy to take on Savatiano. It it got the greatest ride of all time last start to win, and they're here yeah. from eleven. I think that few of them will try and go a bit quicker. It might slot in and get the perfect ride. You know, I can just see. Billy Egan sneaking to allow Mark to slot in front of him or something, and me throwing up in here in the office. But <laughs> it's got it's just got a few more like question marks around its map. Oh, this start and last start, Savatiano. This is the this is the other thing I, we should bring up on the show. Arcadia Queen, it cannot I cannot back it until its bar plates have been removed. If it wins with bar plates on, it has got that much improvement in it still. So it's, it really have to take that in consideration. Like, Usually you can put six lengths on a horse taking the bar plates off. So this thing gets... Arcadia Queen rattles home and gets beaten a length and a half and you see bar plates off the next start. So just living certainty. So. <laughs> All right. Race number 10, boys, is called the uh, Cockrum Stakes. It's over the 1,200 metres out of the chute. Jonathan. 
What do you got? What do you got? We're betting? No, no, very difficult race. Um, she self Live will be running on it. It's coming sort of back in grade after running in uh, the group, Belgium in the Regal Roller, which will give it a, ha- a chance. But um, Ruby Saki, it's a fair dinkum horse, but it, it will probably get back as well. I mean, I found the two, two easy horses to find. Um, oh, Miss Old Man, she's got ability. A lot of these are first up. It's, it's a, it'll be a tough day, a tough day to bet in every race, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I wanted to try and find some some angle to knock off Ruby Saki. I just couldn't find it. I mean, it's never raced at the track, which is, I guess, is a small query. But when you break down all its figures and everything else, it's just such a good horse. And it's just really difficult to bet around it. You could probably have something very small on She's a Thief if it's on speed. Or, or Street Icon probably maps pretty well here. And it's got some decent figures and splits. But... Yeah, I mean, if they're making any sort of ground, it's really difficult to get past Ruby Saki here. Yeah, I, I'm keen. Number 14, Street Icon. Stockdale off, J. Carr on. She is absolutely airborne. John Barry at five. It's got enough speed to use use that good gate, be somewhere thereabouts. I thought it was enormous last start. Oh, I think that like $26, was it? Yeah, about that. It's been nibbled already. Uh, I think each way it's a nice play. It's going to be my best value on the card. My best bet on the card is race nine. Number 11, Mystic Journey. Jonathan, best in value and a lay? Uh, yeah, uh, I thought Morrissey gets a perfect run in race four. But the, the $4 mark, it's fit. It's fit. It was okay last start, back in grade a bit. It's a pretty safe bet uh, in the current environment. The value, happy to back great again each way, especially if we get any rain this afternoon and we've got a soft six or a soft seven. But it, it had a good chance. I was potting windstorm last start, so I might as well pot it again and hopefully Nick Ryan's on the money and express pass rolls it. Pistol, what do you got for us? Uh, keenest at Caulfield on Tagaloa, but... You know, I'll, I'll be waiting for the for the day, make sure the track's all playing as I expect and want it to. Um, outside of that, Belmont, we'll get to that later this afternoon when some markets go up. So stay tuned, click the link, visit the hub, all that good stuff. I'm happy to join Jonathan and lay race two, number one, Windstorm. And around Gee, that you just two, put six lengths put, put on the thing now. I think, I think you put on about four naturally, so now it's probably eight with us both doing it. <laughs> my horse ran alright the other day too that you potted heavily. Prince Alby working his way back up through the grades. One, two in a row. Hunters at home, you're wondering why he brings up such a random pony from a random meeting. It's because once upon a time, Jonathan declared it at, at Geelong and I laid it. And he likes to remind me about it every chance he gets. Backed off the map too. I think I tipped it at $7. <laughs> Started about three fifty, didn't it? Which is one. All right, we've got Manny, we've got late mail betting advice via the app from Caulfield, from Belmont, mounting yard mail from Rose Hill, and we've got curly stuff all through the weekend. He'll probably cover 35 races. That's just be on Saturday. <laughs> uh, get involved, support us so we can keep bringing you good content. Have a great week and good luck. Bye-bye.